Welcome to the ILO Employment Policy Department's podcast series, Global Challenges, Global Solutions, The Future of Work. I'm your host, Tom Netter, and today we'll be discussing crowd work, what it is and what it means in terms of job opportunities for young workers. We'll examine the impact of digitalization and technology before and during the COVID-19 pandemic on crowdworking and crowdsourcing and the opportunities and challenges inherent in this growing trend. And we'll also explore how digitalization through crowdworking platforms can be used as a tool to tap into the labor market potential of a young population, facilitate the creation of new jobs, and further the development and economic growth of an increasing number of societies. My guest today is Neil O'Higgins, Senior Economist in the ILO's Employment Analysis Unit, who's going to explain all this. Neil, welcome to the program. Okay, my first question is, what exactly do we mean by crowd work and crowdsourcing? Is this a growing trend? And is crowd work similar to or different from gig work? Well, Tom, crowd work has developed to refer to work that is done collaboratively but independently by by large numbers of people and nowadays refers to work mediated by digital labor platforms. There are two distinct types of crowd work. One is web-based platforms, that is online work, and uh, location-based platforms like taxi services or delivery services where the work is done physically, but the administration, the the coordination of the work is done by a a digital labor platform. In our research, uh, we were looking exclusively at work undertaken online. And that can typically cover things like uh, 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 translation of documents, processing of photographs, processing of data, this type of task which can be broken down into chunks and which can be put out there for people in the crowd, if you like, to compete for and to undertake. It's certainly growing. Digital work, work mediated by digital labor platforms is growing fast. The the number of digital labor platforms is expanding exponentially. It's very difficult to know exactly how many people are working on such platforms because it's the type of work that it is makes it difficult to quantify. But the, every indication that it is that it that it involves a significant and growing number of people, particularly young people. So amongst those doing uh, digital online work, the median age is in the early 20s. So it's principally a form of work which is attractive to, to young people. Crowd work is part of a larger group of activities, if you like, which we refer to by the name of crowdsourcing, which simply means that help is sought from the crowd, from the potential public either to provide labor, as in crowd work, to provide ideas, to provide finance, or so on. Someone has an idea for setting up a business, but they don't have the funding. So they go to the crowd as a source of potential funding. Gig work is, again, a larger category. Gig work simply means tasks which are, or an employment relationship, which is based on a single activity, a single task, like indeed the the name suggests, people playing music in a concert. So based on a one-off relationship, they play the concert and uh, that then the relationship is over. And similarly with, with crowd work, 
this doesn't imply a long-term employment relationship, but rather is based on a interaction between uh, 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 the completion of a single task. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you mentioned digital web-based platforms. This must have come into much greater use during the COVID pandemic, and the pandemic must have had a very significant impact on this form of work. Well, indeed, in general terms, the pandemic has reinforced the pre-existing trend towards a greater digitalization of work. Um, Pretty much anything that could go online went online, and, and a lot of it now we're coming out of the pandemic, a lot of it is staying there. Actually, during the pandemic initially, because the, the level of economic activity in many countries reduced, the actual demand for, for crowd work went down, although the supply, the people seeking to do crowd work, increased. Now things are picking up, so it's it's becoming an accelerating trend, as with other forms of digitalization. So it's predictable that this will accelerate rather than decelerate in terms of a form of work. Another thing is that that during the pandemic, um, we've seen people more and more reevaluating their relationship to work. Now that people are being asked to return to the office, for example, more and more people are deciding that maybe they don't want to do it. And, and this kind of more flexible approach where they have more control over their time and the times they allocate to work is becoming uh, more attractive but we shall see exactly how this develops as we as we emerge fully from the pandemic well there must be i mean obviously there are a number of benefits for workers who can work from home on these digital platforms and but there also must be some challenges could you elaborate a little bit on the upside or the downside for both workers and employers well one of the key advantages for both employers and workers is the flexibility. So from an employer's point of view, there's no commitment to a long-term employment relationship, which indeed from the worker's perspective can be part of the, the challenge. Also from, from an individual worker's perspective, the flexibility can make it extremely attractive. For example, women with care responsibilities uh, who are unable to leave the house in order to go to a regular job or have constraints on the hours of work that they do can find crowd work particularly attractive. In fact, uh, women crowd workers earn significantly less than male crowd workers uh, controlling for all sorts of other characteristics. Women with care responsibilities in particular find crowd work attractive. As a consequence, more of them want to do it, and the, the, the a pay gap emerges, even though there is no basis on which uh, gender-based discrimination can be applied by employers in the online context because they cannot identify the sex of crowd workers. As I mentioned, online crowd work tends to be undertaken by relatively young people. And one reason for this is that young people are particularly good at doing crowd work in the sense that they learn very quickly how to do these tasks and can consequently earn wages which are actually higher than their older counterparts. Also, for this reason, young people often find crowd work attractive, particularly in lower and middle-income countries where the outside, the alternative wages are significantly lower. I would add that, in fact, one of the challenges is that crowd work 
wages are not that high when looked at from a high-income country perspective. But as I say, for young people working in uh, lower and middle-income countries, they can be relatively attractive, relatively high wages. It's also the case that in low-income countries, low- and middle-income countries such as India, crowd work wages are two to four times as high as equivalent wages which can be earned by crowd workers, let's say, on average. Okay, Neil, and can you elaborate a little bit on the challenges and the benefits for employers and crowd work? Digital labor platforms give employers access to a truly global labor force, highly specialized, and they can uh, ensure a high quality of work. At the same time, the lack of a long-term relationship does have its uh, difficulties. So it limits the the types of work which can be put out to the platform. At the same time, flexibility is the key here. So employers are not committed to a long-term relationship to the worker doing the task. In the one hand, the flexibility gives uh, an advantage to the employer, but at the same time, it is limited by the nature of the task which can be done online. So it has to be fairly specific and limited uh, tasks which are one-off in nature. Well, given all this, it's very interesting, I think. What role do employment policies play in addressing all these aspects of crowd work? Are there any instruments or guidelines? This area is somewhat challenging, but in principle, there are a number of international labor standards which apply in these cases. Uh, The case of crowd work, for example, the Fair Wage Convention, and of course, all the fundamental labor conventions. But at the same time, the nature of crowd work, the fact that, for example, the employer can be in one place and the worker can be on the other side of the world uh, in different jurisdictions, does create challenges. In this regard, the ILO has been instrumental in the past in developing international labour standards regarding seafarers. So, in particular, the 2006 ILO Maritime Labour Convention sets a precedent precisely for dealing with jurisdictions where you have multiple parties and multiple jurisdictions. Because the issue here is who actually should apply whatever regulation. So typically, crowd workers are self-employed, they're not employees, but how do they assert their rights? So in principle, they can engage in collective bargaining, but in practice, it can be quite difficult to do that. The recent report of the Global Commission on the, the Future of Work Uh, recommend the establishment of international governance system that sets certain minimum rights and protections and indeed requires platforms and their clients to respect them. Similarly, the the ILO Centenary Declaration for the Future of Work calls for policies and measures that ensure, on the one hand, appropriate privacy and personal data protection, but also responds to the challenges and opportunities in the world of work relating to the digital transformation, including platform work. So there is let's say, recognition that there is a need for intervention uh, at the international level. There are also quite a lot of national level initiatives. For example, several countries have introduced innovations to extend social security to platform workers. 
these include requiring that platforms cover the accident insurance cost of self-employed workers. One of the other challenges facing platform workers is the transferability of their job experience. So I, I mentioned that young workers earn really quite good wages relative to their outside options, particularly in lower middle income countries. However, if they change platforms, there isn't really a mechanism by which they can demonstrate their, their qualities. Whereas platforms have rating systems, which they use for internal purposes in allocating tasks and deciding whether they want to give particular tasks to, to specific workers, it would be important to establish some rules of usage of this data so that uh, crowd workers could be able to show to other prospective employers, such as other labor platforms, or indeed outside the digital labor platform world, that they are actually pretty good at this task and that they have long experience in doing it. As things stand, that's quite difficult. So innovations are moving, and there are a number of areas where action is really required, in particular to allow platform workers to move freely between platforms and, and and more generally for young workers in particular to be able to build careers based around uh, platform work. At the moment, the transferability of experience or proving or, or, or integrating platform work with one employer to, to, to another remains a challenge. And um, the other point that I would make possibly here is that there are challenges also in regarding taxing and accessing social security for uh, platform workers which again these days with the digital means that we have are, are technically feasible but um, as yet jurisdictional questions and so on make this still somewhat of a challenge. There is a clear need for international action to ensure that the challenges which crowd work and other forms of gig work present are dealt with and at the same time ensure that that the opportunities uh, are fully realized. Neil, thanks for these explanations and insights. One thing is certain, crowd work is here to stay, but is that necessarily an entirely good thing? Like anything new, opportunities come with challenges, low pay, lack of transferability of job experience, gender pay gaps, all are part of these challenges emerging in this new digital segment of the world of work. But for others, crowd work is attractive and means better pay and more flexible employment. The big question is, can crowd work be decent work? It sounds like a cliche, but it's fair to say only time will tell as the trend in crowd work grows. For crowd workers, this is something to think about. I'm Tom Netter, and you've been listening to the ILO Employment Policy Department podcast series, Global Challenges, Global Solutions, The Future of Work. For more information, go to www.ilo.org employment. But for now, thank you for your time.